You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is entrepreneur and Sydney Roosters board member, Mark Burris. So you're working with a law firm. When do you then go and try start? Is Wizard the the next thing you do outside or the first thing you do outside of the law firm? Uh, pretty much. I, it was probably about two years out, out of that. Um, you know, when I was 31 or two, um, I had a son to, to a previous wife, a former wife. I had another son, um, Alex, to then my current wife. And within 18 months, she was pregnant again with, with Nick. So I had... Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nick. Friend of the show. I know Nick. Friend of the show. And uh, so I had three, three kids um, and I'd just left the law firm. And um, I was at a pretty low place in my life because I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I'd always worked in structured environments. You know, law firm, clients come in, you charge per six minutes, you get paid the bill, you get paid your fee, blah, blah, blah. Next client, you know, that's how it worked. And, that, and I've been doing that for years. And um, I now went into this world where I had to fend for myself. And, uh, and I'd never been in business for myself. So I had to think about what I was going to do. And um, I, I, you know, like I, during that period, you know, kids I had to feed, ex-wife I had to pay maintenance to, I had to look after my son, who at the time was living in France, my oldest boy, um, and you know there was money transfer. Like it was just a nightmare for me to be honest. Like and when I think back, I probably was depressed, but, but not clinical, but just down. And uh, yeah, just trying to get my life together was uh, really hard. And the wizard opportunity came up, uh, so I. I've just met these, these uh, one, two, three. There was three guys, um, who uh, four guys I should say, who had a mortgage broking business, mm. and uh, and it was called Mortgage Acceptance Corporation or something like that. I don't know what it was called, something like that. Um, and uh, they had an office in North Sydney, and I needed some funding for a property that I wanted to develop along with my another bloke, because I was trying different things, and uh, we couldn't get the finance. No, I, I couldn't borrow any money and um, we had to settle on this property and these guys come along and did the deal for me and I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. <laughs> How good was that? It looked like it was really easy. <laughs> and John Simons had just kicked off, Aussie, and I said, and I knew John quite well, still do, and um, I thought, I wonder if these guys could do what John's just done. So I went to them and I said, why don't we try and do it? Um, let's have a crack at this. I, I, I have a master's degree as well in um, capital markets so I understood how the back end worked, right. the funding side of things, yep. quite well. And uh, and I always specialise in banking anyway in all my professional career. Um, so I knew pretty much the, the processes. So, um, yeah, I, these guys, yeah, okay. So uh, I bought in, I sold my house. Shit. <laughs> With wow. three kids. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> took the equity and bought in and funded this little business. Mm. And changed the name to Wizard and uh, funded this little business I mean, today, if you are knowing what I know t today, I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> but then I was a bit more fearless, and uh, but I was probably a bit more not desperate, but I had to do something. Do you think there's an element of that that you need to like, not necessarily need to, I guess, but in a lot of things, when you want to have a crack at something, it's sort of like you got to jump off the cliff a little bit. Yeah, totally. You got to yeah. put, you, uh, and sometimes you need to be, even be pushed, mm. um, and see if you can sort of fly a bit, you know, like because. Uh, I wouldn't do it today because I'm more defensive today. Like I've, I've got more things to lose, so I probably wouldn't do it. Um, and I've got less time to make it up. Mm. But then I, I do remember thinking to myself, well, it just if it 
whole thing turns to shit. You go back to work and yep. just go back to what you used to do. Mm. Yep. And six minutes, charge outs, you know, like I didn't really want to do that, but like I could if I needed to. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, selling my house at the time, my God, and uh, taking the equity out, and I didn't have much. It wasn't like, a, <laughs> it wasn't millions. It was, it was like less than half that. Um, and most of, went to the, most of it, most of the money I got from the proceeds of the sale, the net proceeds of the sale after paying my mortgage back, went into um, paying for the State of Origin sponsorship. Right. So that was your big... That was your big one. 250 grand. Of per, the, per year? Yep, it was. And I had to draw a check, like, literally that day. Wow. Was, I, the State of Origin opportunity came up five days before they were playing on the Wednesday night. What year what, was the first year you started sponsoring? Shit, was it 98? It's, it's actually, though, like... For me, one of the most memorable sponsorships sort of in Australian sport, and I mean, maybe Joey 05 or whenever it was has a lot to do with that, but like... I think, yeah, I think Joey... Front of the... It was, a, it was a great one, right? Like, Ten you years. look back on that as going like, that was a great investment. Well, well, it... it and like, but I had to talk to my, my wife at the time about it, like, because, um, you know, I, I might have... I don't mind saying, I might have had 450 grand net out of the sale of my property after I paid the mortgage. And uh, we were renting a house from that point on, and um, two hundred fifty grand out of that four hundred was went straight one check straight to New South Wales Rugby League, and uh, it was a big bet. Yeah, and I and uh, and I said, look, I reckon this will this will elevate the Wizard um, brand better than anything else I could do. Um, and uh, like I mean, David Gingell sort of was helped me out. Like so, Ginge was really good on that in that regard. And um, you know, I had the backing. Well, I, at that stage, I didn't have the backing of the Packers. They had, they weren't investors in '98. They become investors in '99. But in '98, Ginger was my mate, and he was sort of helped me out. Mm. And uh, and I had and, and people like Nick Politis and Colin Love, who was the chairman of the NRA, of the New South Wales Rugby League. I had a lot of sort of people I knew. Were these all relationships you developed through your being a lawyer? Like, no, nah, sort of, no. Just... Colin Love was a lawyer, but um, I knew. I can't remember how I knew Colin. Back in those days, but it's quite heavy hitters that you yeah, served, yeah. you know. Like, well, Politis, um, um, I met through Ginjal. Um, Ginjal was a mate of mine from just around these suburbs. Okay, yeah. right. you know, what was Ginjal's read back then on on how to place Wizard in the well, marketplace? He, he, it's about he he used to say it was about help. Yep. So, and if you remember, the NRMA then come up with that. They still have it that that their help logo. Yep. You know, it's, yeah, another one. Yeah, it's really important. You know, borrowers just want help. He said, mate, they don't care about the interest rate. They just want someone to go and help them get – because it's about getting that property. How do I get that joint? Mm. Can you help me? Mm. Are you willing to help me? And bear in mind at the time, that this is the dot-com boom, the tech boom. So banks were closing branches down left, right and centre. Like if you think they're closing branches down a lot now, they were closing down at a far greater pace then. Really? Yeah, because, um, because they all thought that – Borrowers are going to borrow online, and what's the point of having a branch? Mm. Like, and it started in '98, '99, that period. And David said, "You know, Mark, people actually still want help. It's the biggest thing they buy in their life. Most people, the house. Mm. Yeah, it's the biggest transaction you do financially." And uh, so he said, "Why don't we open up branches when banks are closing them?" So what we stood for is banks closing, we're opening. Right. And uh, we just had to work out a way that it wasn't too many overheads, didn't cost too much. So I come up with this idea of franchising people. And um, so the branch owner was a branch owner and they had their own branch and they paid the bills. 
we supplied the marketing and we supplied the the funding. The, what I mean by the funding, the product, yes, the loan, mm. and uh, and the branding and all the back end. They just paid the they paid the rent, they filled the the branch up, and they went and found the client, or dealt with the client, and they gave them help. Like real people talking about what you really want, actually sitting down with you, looking to you in the eyes, and say, yeah. Okay, what what is it you're trying to do here, mate? Uh, we're buying. Oh, that's interesting. We just had a person down the road buy one in there. Yeah. Bank managers didn't even exist, and if they did, they weren't that interested. Mm. So our game was to show you that we're actually interested in talking yeah. to you, and we actually want to help you. A personal touch. That was Ginjal's call. You are listening to SEN, and this is All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport Podcast. We are having a yarn with the one and only Mark Boris. Now, I mean, it clearly worked, right? Like, when did the idea of the sale sort of, of, of wizard come about well a couple of it, it was uh sort of like kerry because uh we were partners um you know and we own half each of the business and um like at that stage i remember having a meeting with him one day he said to me uh son um how much money do we owe in wizard i said oh uh, 19 billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> he went white and i said but don't worry i said we got 19 billion dollars worth of assets he said, I couldn't give a stuff about the assets. He said, $19 billion of the borrowing. I said, yeah, but they're matched. They're, well, that was my job to keep, you know, like, in a treasury sense. Like, uh, that was my game is matching things and making sure that the assets match the liabilities and that um, as the liabilities became due, in other words, we have to pay our liabilities with the money because we went to markets around the world mm. um, in those days raising money. And people talk about raising money. I raised $19 billion worth of money Jesus. in 2000 from – uh, nine, from 2000 to 2004. He said, look, Mark, he never called me Mark. He called me other names, but never Mark. And uh, he said, 19 billion, he said, like if something goes wrong, he said, I can't afford that. He said, we'll be stuffed. Mm. And, and I said, but the assets, everything's matched. And I said, we've got, hedge, we've got hedged in contracts with everything. So I've hedged every single thing. I book match everything. Everything's book matched. And he said, yeah, but who's book matched? Who's, who's, uh, who are the hedge funds? Who's, sorry, who are the... Banks were hedging these contracts, and I told him who they were. I won't say their names now, but they were big banks. And he said, how do you know they're going to be good for it? I said, Gary, come on, like, you know, the biggest banks in the world, some of these organisations. He said, well, what happens if we have some sort of financial crisis? This is in 2004. Jesus Christ. And I said, oh, it's not going to happen. You know, like, uh, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, this is the, where the what wisdom. A, what a visionary. Yeah, yeah. mate, that's wisdom. <laughs> Fully yeah. wisdom, right? Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. And uh, he said, you know what, son? He said, might be time we consider offloading this, you know? And we'd had a, a property boom in Australia uh, around that period or just before that period. And he said, it's probably the best time now is because the property market might drop off a little bit. And I wasn't not a person who cared about selling so much. It never came to me. Um, you know, I was just happy to keep building it. And uh, so we, I put it to... One of the we had a we it's complicated, but we had this we had to insure every mortgage so that it, it was less risk when we come to selling the mortgage bonds overseas every six weeks. The organisation we used to insure the the pools of mortgages, and we're talking about you know a billion dollars at a time, was a, a mob called General Electric. They owned a business here in Australia called, called Gemico, and it was a big one of the biggest mortgage insurers. And um, so I went and saw them, and I said, look. We're your biggest client in Australia. You're interested in buying us, um, and they said, "Yeah, we are." And I didn't really know much about General Electric. I mean, I did. I mean, I knew that Thomas Edison 
established General Electric in the 1850s. It's about all I knew. Mm. But I knew they were a big joint. And, uh, but I didn't realise that they were a, a very acquisitive place. They bought lots of stuff. And um, seven months later, we sold out. We sold to them seven months later. 